this is gonna fall if I don't tighten it. Okay, we are doing, or speaking about having a wealth and abundance mindset. So if you are interested in learning about how to have an abundance mindset, because most of us live with a poverty mindset, then watch this live. What's up, everybody that's joining? Joe, I know I didn't check your DM yet, and I will. How are we all doing? Everybody's in here pretty quickly this morning. That's good. Okay, so I want to get right into what I saw yesterday. I saw, I followed this guy that's a photographer, <clears throat> beautiful work, and he filmed top and bottom this uh beachfront property, right? It was 10 days ago. And then he filmed it like two days ago or yesterday or something. And some kind of beach erosion happened where the house, the front of the house was ruined. Like the water went up to the pool, right? The ocean it had grass. It was gorgeous. There was all this beach erosion that happened. And literally the, um, the pillars were underneath. It took away all the land underneath of this pool and this house. So how does this, what does it have to do with an abundance mindset? So the comment section was horrendous. And you can just see where people resonate because they said, well, they're rich. They can afford to fix it. And it said, you know, like, must be nice to have all that money. Well, now they can use their money to fix it. And, you know, all these negative things about people having money. Many people, unfortunately, live with a victim mentality or a poverty mindset. So because these people have money, they should be punished is what the comment section, a lot of people in this comment section were basically saying. They were frowning upon people that have money and because they have money, they're like, well, they have the money, they can fix it. Must be nice to be rich. When you live with a mindset like that, you are living in a state of victimhood, perpetual victimhood. What's up, everybody? It's doing it. To frown upon somebody that has wealth because you don't is being in a state of victimhood. Do you want to live your life as a victim or do you want to live your life as a victor? It all comes from a mindset. People that are wealthy are wealthy because it is in their mindset. You cannot have wealth and have a poverty mindset. Who's asking a question already? Ways that someone can reprogram the mindset from scarcity to abundance. We're going to talk about that because we're going to read from the science of getting rich. Um, grand rising everybody, but a lot of people do that. The majority of people, the majority of population, the majority of humanity live in a state of victimhood. And these are subconscious programs that limit our experience on this earth. And I don't want to have limited experiences. I want to have limitless experiences. And I am a person that grew up with a poverty mindset, and I changed it. Joe Astrid, everything is a reflection of you. The, the comment section was so insane, and I just kept reading because I wanted to see how many people live in this state of victimhood. So true, so many people think like that, unfortunately, because we're taught that. When I was young, my mom and dad fought over money all the time. Do you think I was going to have a wealth mindset? You can't, we can't afford that. How am I going to pay for this? Ask your mother for money. Ask your father for money. I don't have it. That's too expensive. How many people grew up with he, listening to things like that? People don't realize how easy it is to change it. And it is easy. Does it take work? Could it be hard for some people? Sure. But it's not impossible to change your mindset. The science of getting rich by, yes, Karen in the house. Thank you for doing that. Yes, I want source creator. God, hold on. I Where did that go? Okay, I have to repin that again. Okay. Yes, I want source creator God to be able to experience beauty through me. Got to keep raising those vibrations. So that is a really important comment. I want source creator God, whoever, whatever you call the creator, to be able to experience beauty through me. Got to keep raising those vibrations. That's probably the most important comment that we'll see all day. If God is experiencing human form through each and every one of us, how many of us are disappointing our creator by limiting ourselves because of our mind? Limiting our experiences on this earth because 
Someone when we were children said, you're not good enough. Someone when we were children showed us that we're not lovable because those are the programs that live through us for the rest of our lives. We experience relationships through those programmings. We experience our job through those programmings. We experience the amount of money that we have through the programs that we got from childhood. It's also about that you don't think, I don't worry about money. It's just manifest for me. Again, it's the mindset. So going from, okay, I have, if I spend this amount of money this week, I'll have this much money left to pay this bill. It goes from having a mindset like that, which is very limited, to having a limitless mindset that I am always provided for. I live in such an abundant world that I'm always provided for. I have more money than I ever know what to do with. And again, it's not about the material things, but the construct and the way that we live in this reality is through exchange. And unfortunately, it's a monetary exchange. But abundance and money are the same and different because abundance can mean I have an abundance of love. I have an abundance of happiness and I can share that abundance of love and happiness and that vibration with other people, right? Faith is everything we are, what we think. Money is used as an exchange for goods. So an abundance of money looks different to everyone. $100 might seem like a lot to someone, where $10 million might not even seem like enough to someone else. But it's the mindset that you have behind these things that give you the things that you desire. And a lot of us desire, unfortunately, negative things, but we don't realize. And it's not a desire in a good way. It's a desire in a programmed and negative way. But we can change it. This book, The Science of Getting Rich, has to do with that scenario on the beachfront of all the people saying, well, it must be nice to have a beachfront property. Too bad. You can pay for it. You can afford that 10 times over. Just because someone has wealth, does that mean that bad things should happen to people that have money? What kind of, what kind of mentality is that? Oh, well, you can fix it. You have the money. It must be nice to be able to fix anything that you want. Yeah, it is. When people work hard and when people work hard to have a mindset like that, it is nice. It's absolutely nice. It would be nice if the people that were dark and negative enough to say that, to change their perspective, to say, wow, I worked really hard for this. And now, like, who knows if that person that has that beachfront property suffered their entire lives and finally found something that they loved and it just took off. We don't know. But we're judging. Because we're in a state of victimhood. I don't have this, so why should you have this? I'm not a fucking victim to anybody or anything. So anything that happens to me, I know and understand that it was a result of my thinking, my deeply rooted thoughts and thinking. We attract and receive what we believe we deserve. Point blank period. We attract and receive what we think we deserve. So people that are in a poverty mindset do not believe that they deserve to have everything that they want. And all it is, is a shift in consciousness. That's it. It's very simple. In the book, he talks about abundance being something that is shared between both parties. You get rich when you provide something that leaves your fellow man better off. It's an exchange of good. We got all that. We got all the uh, the wisdom. We're dropping all the wisdom today. Beans, patch, seeds. So I'm going from chapter five today because <clears throat> I don't go in order. Increasing life. You must get rid of the last vestige of the old idea that there is a deity who, whose will it is that you should be poor or whose purposes may be served by keeping you in poverty. Poverty is not virtuous. Right? We have to get rid of the idea that it is virtuous to live in poverty. Like, oh, I'm just, I have to, I have to be in suffering. That is horseshit. God wants us to be abundant. God, if God is experiencing human humanity through us, don't you want to give him the most amazing experience? Doesn't your soul want the most expansive experience? The intelligent substance, which is all and is in all and which lives in all and lives in you is a consciously living substance. And being a consciously living substance 
it must have the nature and inherent desire of every living intelligence of for increase of life increasing our life how many of us are not living in our highest potential i'm going to ask that question you could put yes i am living my highest potential or no how many people on here right now are living their highest potential i'm not right now i'm trying i'm working towards those goals but i'm not living my highest potential right now because i'm figuring out how to get there i'm in the beginning stages so i'm moving towards that okay we have some no's it's just being open and honest with yourself if you're not living in your highest potential why not why are we not living in our highest potential fear fear of failure fear of not someone said working on it daily i'm getting there still work to do but every day i put in work to get there i could say the same i'm there working towards it no no so when we ask these questions and we get really honest with ourselves, that's when we can create change. Because most of the time, we don't ask ourselves these questions. And I posted a video last night, if, I, if you guys didn't see it. Um, and he says, any person that comes into your life, ask them to answer these questions. But we have to answer these questions ourselves. And it's very eye-opening because it's like, it makes you think. What are your goals? What goals do you have for the next 12 months? Maybe we don't even think about goals. We just live our life day to day as life is happening to us instead of us consciously creating the life that we want. So if we had a list of the goals of 10 things, it doesn't have to be huge. It could be small, it could be big, it could be whatever you want. And then out of those 10, he said, circle the one that if you had this tomorrow, your life would be amazing. And then once you circle that one, then you go back and rewrite the list again about that one goal. Like, what am I going to do to go toward, get towards this goal? What do I need? A list of all these things of how you can work towards it. And that's how you know what is most important to you. Even if you think, I could never have this. How could I ever do this? We put things in motion when we write them down and when we actually stop to think about them. Most of the time we distract ourselves so much because we don't want to really look at the things that we don't have because we're like, well, how could we ever have them? So I'm just going to not think about them. But if it is so deep in your soul and it's your desire and you feel that it's your purpose, even though it might seem very far away, write those things down. We're not honest with ourselves. And there's too many distractions on purpose so that we stay away from those desires. We'll scroll on Instagram. We'll be playing video games. We'll go watch sports. We'll drink alcohol. We'll do all the things that keep us away from our actual truth. And that is all by design. What if every single one of us, even just the people that are on here right now, what if every single one of us lived with our desire, lived and breathed our desire and our goals so that we could accomplish them and we can achieve them? What would the world be like? It would be a changed world. Because every one of us will be living through our purpose. And if we're living through our purpose and our soul's desire, we're living our most expansive self. There's too many people that come to this earth and they live and they die without ever having any kind of expansion. Not living your fullest life. Working, having a beer when you come home, going to sleep, rinse and repeat every single day. There isn't purpose in that, but we're taught that that's the way that our life should be. We should go to school. We should go to high school. We should go to college. We should work until we're in our 60s, maybe go on a few vacations and die. That is not purpose. It's a fact that most people don't have very high goals. I guess it's fear and lack of confidence. It's the programming. Our programming as a human, the construct that we've been given on this earth, which is the schooling, the college, the work, that's what we're taught that a life is. And I was someone that was always rebellious. I was always in trouble because I always wanted to do what I want. No one was going to tell me what I was going to do. And I continue to live my life that way. I have my own rules. I don't work for anybody. I do whatever I want, right? But I have a deep desire to help humanity. 
So right now I can contribute by doing these things. Right now I contribute by having retreats that, that renew and re refresh people and heal them. But the ultimate goal is a bigger thing, which is building a huge community and having a place for people to go to, right? And every one of our goals doesn't have to be so big, but why not? People will be like, well, how are you going to do that? Where are you going to get the money for this? And how are you going to afford that? I don't think in those limitations. When I see something in my mind, I will do what I have to do to get it. That doesn't mean selling your body. That doesn't mean anything crazy like that. But it's who do I have to connect with? What are the people that are going to be pieces of my puzzle so that we can accomplish this goal? Because a lot of us have the same feeling that we need to heal people. We need to help people. We need to create community. We need to create harmonious um, experiences, deep experiences, learning experiences. So if we are a living substance, which we all are, it must have the nature and inherent desire of every living intelligence for increase of life. Every living thing must continually seek for the enlargement of its life because life in the mere act of living must increase itself. And I thought of um, like my grandparents and my great grandparents. Like my great grand grandmother used to hide all of her money in places. After she died, we found it in shoe boxes. We found it in her drawers. We found it in pillowcases under the mattress. She didn't live her most expansive life because she was afraid to live because she was afraid of where the money was going to come from. If she spent money, then that meant she had less of it. So she wasn't increasing her life out of fear. And most people live like that. We live very safe. Because we don't have the faith that my life is going to continue to expand. We have the, the thoughts that if I spend money on this, then I have less here. Instead of spending money on something and saying, thank you for always, I, that I've always provided for. I make more money than I can spend. Having that mindset and shifting from, oh, I, I can't afford it this week. I just can't have it. And I'm not saying when you're dead broke to just spend your last dollar but there's a lot of there's a lot of people that say when you have your last dollar you should divide it into as many parts as possible and give it away because when you give you receive when you allow yourself to receive when you allow yourself to be open like when I didn't have a lot of money when I was a dancer um, and we always my sister had always, you know, whenever we would see a homeless person, always giving them money. Well, for a while, I would always watch my sister give money because I'm like, oh, I just don't have that money. I don't have that money. And then I got into the mindset of giving to someone, giving to someone else, giving to someone else. And I was open to receiving. So it's getting into the mindset that I am always, always looked after, that I am always provided for. Because most of us don't have that way of thinking. We think in terms of lack. So when we're constantly living in a state of lack and victimhood, you're always going to be a victim. When we identify with victimhood, and a lot of people, it's their identity. It's their story. Oh, everything's just too expensive. I just can't afford it. They identify with this, that when you actually, I was talking to one of my best friends and I was talking about LifeWave and she was so excited and I was like, you are a millionaire. I was like, what are you going to do with all this money? And she literally, and we were like playing around with this idea. I'm like, oh my God, because she said she Googled herself and it says that she's worth $4 million. So I'm like, amazing. I was like, how does it feel to be a millionaire? And she's like, she's like, I'm getting nervous. She's like, what am I going to, like, what? What would I do with all this money? Like, what, I wouldn't. I never even thought of this before. Like, I never even thought, like, what would I do with millions of dollars if I had it? But this is the mindset that we have to get into, that I have limitless funds. I always have more money than I know what to do with. What would I do with this money? How would I spend this money? How would I give this money? What would I spend it on? When we get into that type of mindset, like, we normally just don't even think about it. She was actually getting nervous. She's like, oh, my God, I don't know. Like, what would I do with all this money? I have no idea. Like, what would I do with all this money? I'm like, just chill. Like, we don't have to worry about these things. You just 
say thank you. We just live in a state of gratitude instead of, you know, oh my God, I don't know what I would do. And this is a lot of times that people that um, win the lottery, they're broke within months or a year because why their mindset, they don't have the mindset that I am worthy of having this amount of money. So they spend it. I mean, one guy blew it on hookers and cocaine and he was just dead broke because he didn't have the mindset to retain that money. He didn't have the worthiness or the self-worth that I am worthy of having this abundance and I am going to use it to my greatest advantage. He didn't have that. Just because you get money doesn't mean you're going to keep it when you have a mindset that says you're not worthy of this. You don't deserve it. You're going to blow it. That's all that it is. Wealth is a mindset. Who is this comment? The nervous part is real. Our nervous system can get overwhelmed with the work involved with the responsibility to hold it. I'd give to my family and friends first and then wait and see and be grateful. I love that. Literally listening to the same book. I'll have been there, have been the last few months, the root of all modern personal development. Listen to what she's saying. Thank you. Um, And how are you patching? I know that you're patching now. Let's go back to, okay, so this is a good visual. A seed dropped into the ground springs into activity and then the act of living produces a hundred more seeds. So how can we produce a hundred more seeds in our life? Think about that. You drop a seed into the ground. I love my patches. I love it. <laughs> a seed dropped into the ground springs into activity and the act of living produces a hundred more seeds. Do we spring into action in our life or do we play it safe? Do we continue to live small? Most of us continue to live small, unfortunately. And then we watch other people doing the things that we want to do. We watch other people expand and live this great life. And here we are sitting here living very small because we're afraid that we cannot have the things that we want. One seed grows. It doesn't ever think, I better not grow too big. I don't want to offend anybody around me. I better not grow too beautiful. I don't want to, you know, steal someone else's thunder around me. So when you think about that for yourself, people are too afraid of growing big because people, what, what will I, what will people say? Uh, so many of my friends growing up, who does she think she is? You can't do that. You don't have the money for that. I never, I never really thought in limitation like that, but it's, it's literally the programming that we have. My mom always like told me never be a leader, never a follower. And I, I took that shit. I took that shit so literal. I don't follow anything anybody else does. I have the, I walk to the beat of my own drum always, but there were things that I did have limitations with was money, the love piece because they were nuts. But when you read things like this and it's put into perspective that when a seed is planted and the sun helps it to grow, that plant doesn't ever say, I better not grow too big because I don't want to know. I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to show anybody up around here. And that's the way that we live. We walk into a room, we'll sit in a corner instead of standing out and being bright. We will limit ourselves or we will conceals parts of ourselves because you don't want other people to feel inferior to you. I'm reading from it's it's pinned at the bottom guys. Science of getting rich. When I when I did hair and makeup in Hollywood, I would minimize myself. Because people when I was hired would say you have to dress a certain way because the actresses will be intimidated by you. And I did it. But that would never happen again in my life. I'm going to show up and I'm going to show out. Not because it's an ego thing, but it's because I have a bright light. I understand who I am. I understand my energy. When you understand your energy and your purpose, you will allow yourself to continue to grow. Because if I I know that there's so much more expansion that I need to do, and I'm allowing the thoughts of others to stop my growth, I'm weak. Oh, you know, I just don't say anything. You know, I don't want to like hurt anybody's feelings. Sometimes people's feelings need to get hurt. 
Sometimes people need to hear things that you want to say. Allison, <laughs> one of my bestest friends from California. She was one of the greatest things that came out of fucking living in LA. I'll tell you that much. But if we are a seed, and Allison has been doing incredible growth, she finally realizes who she is and her power. And nothing is going to come in the way of that. She's learning every single day. She's teaching herself new skills and she's showing up. And she's fucking stunningly beautiful and gorgeous. And she's standing in her power. It doesn't matter what point of our lives we, lives we realize this, but just let it be at some point. Because if you continue to just keep yourself small, you're missing out on so many amazing opportunities in life. So... The seed is forever becoming more. It must do so if it continues to be at all. Intelligence is under the same necessity for continuous increase. Think about that. We should always be increasing. And even when I read this, I'm like, shit, that makes so much sense. Think of yourself as something that should be continuously increasing. Next question. Are you, are you continuing to increase? Answer yes or no. Are you continuing to increase yourself, your being, your life? Yes or no? There will be some yeses and there will be some noes. And this is your reminder. Bean Patch Kids, yes. We can choose to be happy or we can choose to look for flowers or litter. I am expansive. Yes or no, guys? Yes. Okay. We got a bunch of yeses. Yes. Benny says yes. Glitter Mystique says yes. Am I continuing to increase? Yes. After a long time of staying stagnant, though. Better late than never. Today's always a good day to start. Am I going? Am I vegan? Yes. I've been vegan for a really long time. 16 years. Yes, yes. We got a bunch of yeses. Am I expanding? Yes. So that's good, right? Even if it's the smallest amount of growth. Even if it's, you know, I wanted to go, I was talking to somebody the other day and he said, I, I didn't play this game of basketball that my friends asked me to play because I was afraid that I was going to get out of breath. So even something like that. I went to yoga yesterday. My neck's been not great at all. And I was like, I'm going to class. And I try to talk myself out of it. I'm usually 10 minutes early for every class. I never get to class when it starts. Yesterday, I was just procrastinating so much. My sister was here and I was just like dicking around. And I'm like, get in the car and go to class. And I got in the car and I went to class. So that's expanding, right? That's expanding yourself. Something as small as that is like, I'm expanding myself. Because if I didn't go, I would have been disappointed. I'd be like, you made another excuse to not go. And I was fine. I was worried. Like, well, what my nag Get in the car and go. Stop overthinking shit and just go and get it done because why? That is giving you expansion. That is giving you an experience that you wouldn't have had if you would have stayed home. Right? Feeling other people's energy. Being in the presence of others. Instead of wanting to isolate yourself because you're, I'm unsure, I'm fearful. Get in the car and go. Because you don't know what experience you're going to have. You don't know what encounter you're going to have. And that can change the trajectory of your entire life. And it is that deep. You could run into somebody that could just change your life. But instead, we want to live small. We don't want to expand. Crystal, what have you taken for your neck? I have the same pain down to my shoulder blades. I just put patches all over my neck, uh, Joe, and I use CBD. CBD cream helps tremendously. But also, Joe, if you can go to an acupuncturist, acupuncture helps to open those meridians. Acupuncture is game-changing. Every thought we think makes it necessary for us to think another thought. Consciousness is continually expanding. So what can we say about that? Every thought we think makes it necessary for us to think another thought. So if you're thinking a negative thought, I can guarantee a positive one is not going to follow it unless you're consciously aware no we're not doing this today but normally when we think of something negative another negative thought follows it 
then another negative thought follows that, and then a negative, another, and before you know it, you're spending all this time being negative. That, that turns into your lifetime of negativity. I can't have that. Must be nice that this person can afford that. Yeah, I know. I'm with somebody and I'm not happy with them, but it's the best that I can do. They don't treat me right, but I'm not going to stand up for myself. I'm not going to change my mindset to show how much power that I truly have within myself. Every fact we learn leads us to the learning of another fact, another gem. A lot of people just stop learning. They don't want to learn anymore. They just live their life. They get up, they go to work, they come home, they have the same routine, they'll watch their show, relax, go to sleep. Every fact we learn leads us to learning another fact. Even this Instagram, Facebook, any of these things we can use as a tool for learning, or we can use it as a tool to perpetuate negativity. Who are you following? What, what accounts do you constantly see in your consciousness every day? Is it people that are helping you expand and grow like the seeds? Or is it someone that's keeping you small that's saying they're going to do this to us? They're going to do that to us. Live in fear, 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 fear. And most of these people think that they're doing something good for the world, but they're keeping people in a state of fear and low vibration, which is the opposite of change because people are already in a state of fear. So how do you want to empower them out of that? By posting things that are going to give people power, even tips about food and health and wellness, mentality, mindset. What can I do to prepare myself for possible things that are going to happen that are not favorable? How can I prepare myself? Instead of be afraid, be afraid, shooting here, kill there, take away this. Every fact we learn leads us to the learning of another fact. Knowledge is continually increasing. Every talent we cultivate brings to the mind the desire to cultivate another talent. We are subject to the urge of life seeking expression, whichever drives us on to know more, to do more and to be more. When we don't do things, when we don't learn a new talent or a new skill, or maybe I learned how to cook something really, really good that I really like, that leads us to something else. Oh, I really like this. Well, let me try this now. Let me, I can cook this a little bit differently. Every talent we cultivate brings to the mind the desire to cultivate another talent. Whichever drives on us, to, us on to know more, to do more, and to be more. In order to know more, do more. And be more. We must have more. Let me read it again because I read it like a fifth grader. In order to know more, do more, and be more, we must be more. So if you want more out of life, you have to be more. We must have things to use for we learn and do and become only by using things. We must get rich so that we can live more. We must get rich so that we can live more. Rich, wealth, abundance has a different definition for everyone. Not everyone thinks of wealth in the same way. Maybe we must get rich so that we can live more. Maybe for you, farming. You've always wanted to be a farmer. We must get rich so that we can live more. So maybe that's being rich in the supplies that you need, the tools that you need, to be able to garden so that you can have more. When you plant these seeds, you will have more. Maybe that is your idea of wealth. Wealth is different to all of us. It's not a dollar amount. It's a feeling. We must get rich so that we can live more. What do you need that equals wealth to you to live more? Think about that question. What do you need? That's your idea of wealth, to live more. And it doesn't always mean money. Once I started farming and creating, more abundance came my way. So thankful. That's all it takes. When we're living in our purpose and our expression, our true expression and our true expansion, or going in the direction of our true expansion, things are going to come to us. But if things are just constantly not working out, maybe we're forcing the wrong things. Maybe we're forcing the wrong things because we're afraid to do what we really want to do because we're afraid that we can't have it or that we'll fail. 
just so everybody knows, here's my juice. This is my second juice of the day. And this is a little spicy. It has pineapple, turmeric, lemon, dandelion, cayenne, and maitake mushrooms. I don't like spicy things that much, but it's actually not bad. It's good because it has the fruit. <clears throat> okay. Every desire is the effort of an unexpressed possibility to come into action. Every desire that we have is the effort of an unexpressed possibility to come into action. Allison, that would be great to grow some dandelion. That shit is powerful. And they, again, dandelions grow everywhere. And what were we taught? What were we taught? What is our programming about dandelions? That they're weeds. Rip them out and throw them out. Dandelion is one of the most powerful herbs that we could ever take. But we are taught those are weeds and they are trash. Throw them out. Instead of saying, pick those, dry them out, create tea out of them. Because it's one of the most powerful herbs that you can take. Just more disempowerment um, for humanity and lies. So your unexpressed possibility to come into action. It is power seeking to manifest, which causes desire. That which makes you want more money is the same as that which makes the plant grow. It is life seeking fuller expression. Let's read that sentence again. That which makes you want more money is the same as that which makes the plant grow. It is life seeking fuller expression. That plant wants its fullest expression. If that plant stayed a bud, would it be seeking its fuller expression? If that plant was growing into a beautiful rose or a beautiful sunflower and it said, I'm just going to stay like this. I just want to stay small because I don't want to outshine anybody else. I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to be better than them. So I'm going to stay as this bud and I'm never going to show my true potential. I'm never going to show the world my true beauty. Think about that. How many of us do not show the world our true beauty because we're too afraid for whatever reason that it is. So many people live and die on this earth as a bud. They never blossom into this beautiful flower. Maybe the people around them are growing into these gorgeous flowers and they're just going to stay safe. I'm not going to grow. Look how beautiful that person is. I could never look how beautiful that flower is next to me. I could never be that pretty. Look how tall that tree has grown. I can never be that tall. So I'm just going to stay small. And that's how many people on this earth live and die. Without giving their fuller expression of life. The one living substance must subject to this inherent law of all life. It is permeated with the desire to live more. And that is why it is under the necessity of creating things. When we get into our creative energy, even if we're in the biggest funk, we're in the biggest state of depression, and we shift our energy to doing something that we really love, even if it's something really simple, cooking something, going and like planning something, painting something, something that gets us into our creative energy, all of a sudden the energy totally shifts. So we have the power to do that. We have the power to shift our energy. So that we grow into our fuller expression and we continue to seek our fullest expression. I was scared of travel with paralysis and my RV, but I'm traveling now for four years. Benny has an amazing, amazing story. He has overcome so many of his fears and he has made himself walk again. He was in a state of paralysis and he saw himself being able to walk again. And now he walks miles. Because why? He could have sat there and said, felt bad for himself. He could have been the victim of his reality and said, this is what, just what was meant to be. I was just not meant to have a great, expansive life. But instead, he saw himself walking. The doctors probably told him, I'm sorry, but you're never going to walk again. So you take this into your consciousness. You take these ideas of limitation. Benny walked 3.7 miles yesterday from a person that was paralyzed so don't sit there and give me your sob stories and tell me that you just can't do this shit because you're you have a victim mentality it's about shifting out of that 
Benny could have been a victim of his circumstances and he could have lived the rest of his life in a wheelchair and said, sucks, but this is my life. But he saw himself. He figured out a way to make it happen. Wheelchair for two years. Imagine being in a wheelchair for two years and now you're walking almost four miles a day. So when you think that you can't do something, think of someone like Benny that used his mind and his will to be able to give himself a life with fuller expression. He could have been in the wheelchair and surrendered to that fuller expression to said, it just wasn't in the cards for me to have a great life. It wasn't in the cards for me to have an expansive life or to live my fullest expression. Practicing gratitude is the way. Being grateful for the things that you have. Imagine practicing gratitude when you're in a wheelchair. But how can I be grateful? Like, look what happened to me. Now I'm stuck in a wheelchair. You could have that mindset or you could have the mindset of, I'm so happy and grateful that I can walk two miles. I'm so happy and grateful that I walk with a cane. I'm so happy and grateful that I don't have to walk with a cane anymore. Use your mind for what it's meant to be used for which is the expansion and fullest expression of life. The one substance desire, the one substance desires to live more and through in and through you. Therefore it wants you to have all the things you can use. It is the desire of God that you should get rich. He wants you to get rich because he can express himself better through you if you have plenty of things to use in giving him expression. We could express ourselves better when we have more things, more experiences, doesn't mean material. Like, oh, I need more Louis Vuitton bags so that, that God could live himself through my expression. No, that's not what it, what that means. When you have limitless funds or experiences because of your wealth, whatever that looks like, God could have a better expression living through you than for you to just say, yeah, I'm just not lucky. My family was always poor. My We came from another country and we have nothing. And just accepting your reality. There's always a way to change your reality by shifting the way that you see yourself. And the things you believe to be true about yourself. And by allowing, and by allowing him to express himself through you, we allow more of his presence into, into this plane, elevating the vibration on earth. So if we all think of that every day, God wants you to be rich. He wants you to be rich or abundant because he can express himself better through you if you have plenty of things to use to give him that expression. It's that simple. When we have the most expansive life, you are giving the creator something amazing to experience through you. Look at all the vi low vibrational entities on earth right now that are going in stores and stealing things and people that are doing harmful things to other people, people that are abusing animals, all those things. Do you think that they are using their greatest part, their greatest sense of expression for God to experience that? For God to experience all these horrible things in life? Or do you think that we can use our energy to give the greatest expression by constantly expanding and growing. <clears throat> by constantly being that planted seed that says, I'm going to grow into the most beautiful flower ever. Because when I grow into that most beautiful flower, I'm admired for my beauty. I'm admired for my willingness to grow. It's like you seeing a person that's a friend or someone in your life and they refuse to grow. They're unhappy all the time. That person is staying that bud. And you're like, you have so much more to give. Like, what are you doing? But that person doesn't feel worthy of the growth. That person doesn't feel worthy of the expansion or the expression to be their greatest self. So my question before we conclude is, are you going to continue to stay a bud or are you going to grow as the flower regardless of what anyone in your life has to say about it? Because if you allow anyone else to change your vibrational frequency, you have a lot of work to do. If I woke up every day 
and I worry about what someone else said about me and the things that I say and think. I've said so many outlandish things on this platform in particular. If I cared about what people thought of me, I wouldn't be where I am in my life today. I would be with the rest of the buds, afraid to expand. So when we live life fearlessly, I'm going to grow into a damn redwood tree. <laughs> Listen, that, that's shooting for the stars up there, literally. Grow into the redwood tree. Because if we allow people to not allow us to grow to that magnitude, we have work to do. It doesn't, your experience and your journey in life has fuck all to do with anybody else. So if you allow someone else to deter you from your growth, to deter you from being all that you can be, you got work to do. Normalize miracles happening. K8 said miracles normalize. Normalize miracles happening. Because miracles aren't really miracles. It's just, it's just your belief in the ability to have what you're thinking is a miracle. We're just that powerful that when good, really good things do happen to us, we're like, oh my God, it's a miracle. No, it's your belief. It's your faith in something. It is your faith in something amazing. That you're just like, we got this. That person is healed. I see that person healed and well and healthy. Oh my God, it's a miracle. She lived. He lived. Their disease is gone. No, it's your blind faith. It is that energy moving towards one person that can create that type of healing. People that are healers know how to use energy. They know how to direct energy somewhere. We are the miracles. And we literally are. People were just taught that we are the most powerless beings. We're just here for a reason to be little workhorses and we die. We are so much more than that. And I just feel like that is a calling in my life to give people knowledge about these things that were not taught. As a healer, yes, I do. Coach Ryan. He knows how to facilitate energy. He knows how to move energy in places. We all can and have the abilities to do these things. But we believe that's weird. People that are psychics, oh my God, like they have this power. We all have these abilities. They've just been covered and buried. Every one of us has the ability to do these things. But we're taught that it's strange. We're taught that it's witchcraft. Why? Because it disempowers us. They want to keep us disempowered so that we don't know that we have these abilities. Because if we all had the abilities to heal ourselves, if we all knew how powerful our mind was, we wouldn't need all these industries. We wouldn't need the pharmaceuticals. We wouldn't need all these healthcare things. Suppressed. We've been tricked into not seeing our power. For thousands of years, we need a ruler. We need someone in power to to tell us what we need to do. Just like government. We need government to tell us what to do and how to live. Do they wake you up every morning? Do they call you on the phone and tell you to get out of bed? That's you making those decisions. We give away our power freely to religious figures, to government, to other people, when the power is only held within ourselves. Because ultimately we make the decisions of how our life is gonna be. How big our life is gonna be or how small our life is gonna be. I've been rambling on again. So, to conclude for the weekend, I can't believe it's Friday already. Yesterday was Monday. No one needs government. We need an eco-village. Wink, wink. Listen, I'm working on it. Trust me. I am working on it. Um, but I want to have them around the world. You know? We can't all be living at the same one. We don't have enough room. So, think about that. Whether or not... You want to be the bud that the sun is saying, grow, 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 grow. What are you doing? Grow. And you're like, no, I'm just going to stay a bud. I'm afraid. I don't want anybody to see how pretty I am. I don't want to see anyone to see like how amazing I am. Or you can grow into the most beautiful flower or tree that anyone's ever seen. And people are like, damn, I admire that person for being as big as they are. I admire that person to walk in the energy of knowing 
that that person can have anything. I wish I could be like that. Inspire someone else to be the fucking flower. Instead of playing it safe and, and being small. Yeah, she'll bring Tigger. Absolutely. I love that someone just posted all the flowers. You can decide today if you're going to continue to be the bud or if you're going to be the flower. That grows and grows and grows. Because that one seed helps produce hundreds of other things. So do you want to be a person that just stays small? Thank you. Do you want to be the person that stays small or do you want to be that one seed that feeds a million people? Think about one seed of a fruit tree. That fruit tree grows and that fruit tree feeds animals, insects, humans. So do you want to be the seed that's, that doesn't grow and doesn't help to feed other people figuratively with your mind, with your energy? Then waste your entire life being small. Or you can plant a tree within yourself and in your consciousness that is going to feed the minds or the energy or the hearts of hundreds or thousands of people. That's the homework for the weekend. Do I want to be a bud or do I want to be that tree that people can pick off of my energy and say, oh, I feel so much better after being in the presence of this person. What experience do you want people to have and take away from you? Do you want them to eat off the fruit of your tree or do you want them to say, yeah, that, per that person can't afford it. Yeah, I can't afford it either. Misery loves company. Energy is contagious. So if you're hanging around people that have shitty energy and you're just comfortable in their energy because your energy is shitty too, you'll just always have a life of shitty energy. But if you're around somebody that's inspiring and someone that has fruits of their tree that you're like, damn, I want to I want to eat off their tree. I want I want what they have. Energy is fucking contagious. I know people that I grew up with that still sit at the same bar, the same bar stool every single weekend, still do the same shit every single day of their lives and they call it a life and they criticize everyone else because they don't have the balls to do anything but stay small. Joe Ashford's got mangoes. Damn, that's a sweet ass tree. But I'm going to grow my tree to the size that people can eat off my tree every day. And you're like, damn, I want to eat off that tree all the time. Because why? Energy is fucking contagious. Shitty energy here in Chicago. Yo, you better change that. You always say Chicago. Change your mindset. If you don't want to live there, you've got to go. Eat from the happy garden I plant in my mind every day. Exactly that. Do you want somebody to eat from your garden of fucking misery? Or do you want somebody to eat from your garden of expansion, of wealth of knowledge, of happiness, of kindness, of good energy? Take your pick. I love you all. Have a good weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning for Manifesting Mondays, 9.30. He's right here. I smell his little Frito feet. He's sleeping. You can go. You can. You're not stuck there. You are not stuck in Chicago. You're not stuck there. I do it on Mondays and Fridays. I love you all too. Are we going to be a bud? Are we going to be a flower? Joe, I'll check. Love you all.